Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping set you up to thrive. Today, we are going to pick up where we left off last week. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's okay, because <laughs> this certainly stands alone with more lessons and advice that I have learned over the last 20 years that I wish I didn't have to learn, <laughs> that I wish somebody told me 20 years ago, but they didn't. So I am sharing it with you now, and I'm sharing it with you, again, from a place of I don't have this all figured out. I am still very much a work in progress. And so the reason I am sharing it with you is because I want to remind myself of this as well. These are lessons that I have learned, but they're also very much intentions. These are the intentions that I am setting for myself as I move into the next decade of my life, right? I'm my 20s were, um, I don't want to say they were shitty because I haven't had a shitty life. I've had the most amazing, beautiful, magical life. And I say that meaning it fully. And I also say that because I've learned to look at it that way, right? Every single failure I've had has has been a blessing. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that I've had the ability and I learned the ability to make it that way. Um, every single tragedy, trauma, They've been lessons that I have learned from and thankfully at this point in my life, lessons that I no longer have to repeat. And so I don't say that as a brag. I say that as a possibility, right? We don't need to have a perfect life in order for us to recognize that our lives are beautiful and that our lives are filled with magic. It is just making sure that we are doing the work to see them as such, which I'm going to get right into it. That's the first thing I want to start with. This is the first intention that I am setting as I move into this next decade of my life. And it is the first lesson that I wish I could go back, not even tell 10, 20-year-old Heather. I wish I could tell 8-year-old Heather. I'm working through this with both of my sons right now, constantly asking them, like, well, what are you grateful for today? Because I want that to be their habit. I want gratitude to be their habit, which is why lesson number one is gratitude is the hack. Gratitude will change your life in the most amazing, wonderful, magical ways. And it works with everything. Like I just said a minute ago, I it, this place can look back on certain things that 15 years ago were things that I hid away from, right? Things that I didn't want to think about, things that I didn't want to talk about, things that I didn't want to look at anymore. And in doing that, what I was really doing was carrying them with me every single day because our demons haunt us when we do not look at them straight in the eyes. And so now I can look at these things and not saying I'm grateful that they happened because I wish that they didn't, <laughs> but I'm grateful for what they taught me. I'm grateful for who they allowed me to become. I'm grateful that in experiencing them, I am in a place where I can share my voice with others and hope that they don't need to go through the same things, right? Gratitude allows us to see our life 
as really beautiful, to find magic in the mundane. And that's available. It's available to you every single day. You know, we we get in our car, right? We take our kids to school. We go to work. We're going to the grocery store, whatever. What are we thinking about? In these ordinary moments, they are the moments that we can make extraordinary by simply asking ourselves, okay, what can I be grateful for right now? I have a car. I, so I have the ability to get myself around. I have gas in my tank, which means I have money to financially support myself and to allow me to get around freely. I, you know, the weather, it's beautiful. Look at the trees, they're starting to bloom, whatever the situation may be. When you start challenging yourself in the mundane moments to find things to be grateful for, holy shit, it's really fucking hard to have a bad day when you make that your habit. <laughs> and I'm gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie to you, it becomes fucking annoying because I'll be having a bad day and the gratitude kicks in and I'm like, God damn it, I just wanted to be pissy and angry today. <laughs> But guess what? It is so much nicer in this alternative. And so that's the lesson. But also, like I said, that's the intention. I want to move into my 40th year and this decade of my life, this, you know, the next 40 years of my life, being acutely aware of everything I have to be grateful for. Because I believe with every fiber of my being, That is exactly how we call in more. And that is exactly how we receive more of the same, right? What you look at dictates what you see. When you're looking for reasons to be grateful, you're going to keep finding more reasons to be grateful. And as an aside, a little sub note to that lesson, the mornings are an amazing time to remind yourself to do that. The mornings are magic. And I say that cautiously because I know not everybody is a morning person, but you're still waking up, right? And so when I say the morning, I'm saying, I'm saying how you start your day. If you're a shift worker, if you're on a schedule that means you're going to bed when most people are waking up, just shift the mornings are magic to the time that you take for yourself when you start your day is magic. Taking time to start your day with some intention changes absolutely everything in your life and it makes your life so much better. It will allow you to go from being somebody who is very much reactive and just repetitive into somebody who is intentional and actionable. Because when you think about what you have in front of you for the day, you can think about how you need to show up in a way that's going to make yourself proud. You give yourself the ability to set your future self up for success. You know, I am, I will fully admit, I am one of those obnoxious morning routine people. I try not to be. I don't like to talk about it um, because I know that, you know, I have things available to me that not everybody has. Like I have a freaking cold tub in my basement. Do I think that you need to have a cold tub in your basement to have a great morning? No, absolutely fucking not. That's a new addition to my my morning and I didn't get it. My husband got it and I told him he was fucking stupid and it was a waste of money. <laughs> now he never uses it. I'm the one who sits my happy ass in it every morning. So how's that? I should learn to shut the fuck up sometimes, right? <laughs> I probably won't. That is not a lesson because I know that's not going to happen. But anyway, I was not one of those people. Holy shit, I was not one of those people. I was very much the person who woke up, immediately like started her day because I didn't have time to fuck around in the morning because I was waking up at the last possible minute and it was just go, 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 go. There was no thought, no intention whatsoever. I developed my morning routine over 
years and years and years of realizing that the more time I spent by myself in the morning, the better human I was. But that doesn't mean you need a shitload of time. You can take literally five minutes and just ask yourself, okay, what am I grateful for today? What am I grateful for that happened yesterday, right? And what is my intention for the day? How do I want to show up for my life today? Doing that is something I wish I started doing so, so, so much earlier. And if you're listening to that and your eyes are rolling back in your head and you're like, shut the fuck up, Heather. I don't have time in the morning. Mm, Sister friend, yes, you do. Call your bullshit. Go to bed a little bit earlier. Set your alarm even five minutes earlier because you got that time and just take a little time for yourself in the morning to check in with yourself, check in with your gratitude and to remind yourself of who you want to be and how you want to show up in your life. While I'm already talking about controversial subjects that tend to piss people off, I'll go into the next one. (laughs) And that is drinking is not adding to your life. Mm. Gosh, that was like a a one-two sucker punch, right? Wake up earlier in the mornings and stop drinking so much. Oh my God, if you would have told me that, like, well, it's been a while now, but 12 years ago, I would have been like, uh, shut the fuck up, not listening to you, turning off your podcast right now. So I hope you don't do that. I hope you know. Again, I am saying this coming from a place of love and of a place of that was my bullshit. <laughs> it was my bullshit and it held me back. I I was never an alcoholic, but I was absolutely somebody who drank too much. I was, you know, definitely a binge drinker at, at times. I would, I, I all gas, no breaks. Like good time Heather going all in. One glass of wine would turn into two bottles. And like I said, I was a fun drunk. And so that's why it was perceived as not problematic. But what was the problem was how I felt the day after. The absolute horrible anxiety that I was getting. And this is something that and again, I'm saying this so much with love because I I lived it. I went through it. So I know how frustrating it is and I know what a hard pill it is to swallow. But I also know from the other side of how much better it gets when you stop doing it. I work with a lot of women who have anxiety, right? Again, I'm very much one of them. And those women also tend to drink because they think it makes their anxiety better. Had a bad day, feeling anxious, glass of wine, white cloth seltzer, whatever. It is making it so much worse. Like I just want to shake them. I find it, I, I tr- it's really hard for me to disattach from a client that I'm working with. <laughs> That's why you may notice I, I've reduced my schedule because it is such an energetic exchange. It's really, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I feel so incredibly blessed to work with any of the women that I've had the absolute honor of working with. But I'm putting a lot of energy into it, right? Like I want to give every single person I talk to 110% of my attention, every single tool I have in my box, and I am sending them so much fucking energy their way of, you know, helping them change, setting intentions with them, manifesting for them to do better, like setting so much energetically that it makes it hard to just detach and your goals become my goals. And so when I see something like drinking that is such a simple shift, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's simple. It's simple to take away. And I know the benefit that removing it, even if you're just, you know, a glass or two of wine a, a few times a week, girl, because again, that's very much what I was for the most part. When you take that away, you will be amazed how much better you feel. 
how much clearer you feel, how much more in control you feel, and how your anxiety and your depression literally falls away, like falls away. And so all that to say, like I, I want to, if you are somebody listening right now who claims to have anxiety, who feels like you have anxiety, who feels like you have depression, who feels like you're always bitchy, you know, whatever, always behind the ball, and you're drinking a few times a week, even if it's only a glass or two or, you know, a drink or two, this is me taking you by the shoulders and shaking you saying, please stop for a little bit. You do not have to be sober. I am not sober. I never intend to be sober. We can acknowledge that having a few drinks once in a while is fine. It feels really good. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And both things can be true at one time. It's not adding to your life. It is not making you better. And if you deal with anxiety or depression, please remove it from your life because you will feel, you will feel so much better, friend. And I wish that was something somebody told me so much sooner because it would have saved me a lot of pain and it would have helped me strengthen and heal my relationship with my body so much sooner than I did. Okay, now we're going to go into much kinder subjects. <laughs> if I pissed you off with the last two, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but also, I'm not because it probably means that you really needed to hear them. And I swear to you, if you implement them, you will be so thankful you did. But let's keep going. The next thing that I wish I knew so much earlier is you can have anything you want if you are willing to work for it. I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. (laughs) I'm not editing it out. You can have anything you want as long as you're willing to work for it. And that's so important to know because it's either going to empower you or it's going to call you bullshit, which is fine. And either way, if there's a goal that you have that you're not willing to work for, then you can release that goal. You don't need to carry its weight around. You don't need to should yourself with it, right? Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. At the end of the day, if you're not willing to do it, release it. And I say that with love. I have released goals that I have not wanted to release, but doing so was the kindest thing I could have done for myself at that time. And that's really important to know. It just may not be the time for you right now, right? Maybe you're just starting a new job. Maybe your children are really young. Maybe you're moving. Maybe there's some transition. Maybe you're just burnt out. There doesn't need to be like a hard, fast thing that makes it, that gives you the excuse to release that goal. You don't need an excuse. All you need to do is ask yourself honestly, am I willing to show up for myself to do this thing? Am I willing to put in the work needed to have this thing? Am I willing to give up the things holding me back from achieving this thing? And if the answer is no, then release the goal, right? Release the goal and release the weight of it because carrying that around is going to do more harm than good. You can just file it away. You can say honestly, okay, this isn't the time right now, but I'm not giving this up totally. I'm going to revisit it. I'm going to come back again. I have actually the next episode I'm doing is is focused around a monthly check-in. That is why I love doing that. It's for situations like this because you can continue to check in with yourself and continue to have an honest conversation with yourself about what you can and can't do and what you will and won't do, which is so important when it comes to goal setting. I'm 
I don't know. I, I I feel conflicted about goals because I think it's so important for all of us to have goals, but we also can get really toxic with them, right? We can get very toxic if we're constantly in a place of go, 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 do, do, do. We need to give ourselves time to rest and to recalibrate and to run the processes and to enjoy the systems that we have created for ourselves. And so give yourself that permission. Remind yourself that it's available to you. Absolutely. Anything you want is available to you if you are willing to work for it. So go for it. Put in that work or don't. (laughs) The choice is yours. Only you can decide that. And without knowing it, I set myself up perfect for this next one. And that is getting to know yourself is an investment in the quality of your life. Same thing with asking yourself, is this goal something that I'm willing to work for right now? Yes or no? That's getting to know yourself. Who are you? You need to figure out who you are so you can do it on purpose. And if you're struggling with it, I got you covered, babe. I got you covered. Did a whole episode on self-awareness, which is going to help you figure out how to become aware of yourself, (laughs) how to live your life on purpose, how to find out what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what your passions are, what your fears are, all those things. Taking time to check in with yourself, to get to know yourself is never going to be something that you regret. And I wish I had done it so much sooner in my life because it would have saved me so much time stumbling and chasing after things that I thought I wanted. But once I got clear on who I was and what was really important to me, I realized it was just, I was chasing appearances, right? I was chasing things that weren't really important. So I, there's already episodes on this. The self-awareness one would be a great one. And the one that's going to come out next week, that'll certainly help you. Or call me. <laughs> call me. Let's set up a time to get on a call. And we can go through a ton of questions that will really help you clarify who you are, what's important to you. Because that's something I know that comes up a lot. I get this a lot in coaching calls. Like, look, I'm just, everything is good on the surface. Everything is fine. If you read my book, you know how I feel about fine. Fine is fucked. We don't want to stay with fine. It's okay for a couple days. It is not okay for your whole entire life. So I get what you're feeling. And these are some of my favorite sessions when we can say, okay, everything's fine. Everything is going well or well enough, but I want more. I want differently. And I don't know what that looks like. Getting to know you will help you figure that out, which leads me into the next one. If you're not failing a little bit, you're not trying. When you are trying to discover who you are and what's important to you and chasing things that excite you, chasing new versions of yourself, achieving new goals, you're going to fail. And that's a good thing because it means you're trying, right? The only time you are not failing is if you are not trying. Like there's an easy way to never have to fail again for the rest of your life. And that is just do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Um, No, thank you. No, thank you very much. Learn how to fail. Learn how absolutely fabulous it is. And learn how to turn your perceived failures into feedback. And if you need help doing that, get your ass to a gym. Get your ass to a gym because strength training is the most amazing teacher of this lesson and it'll teach you it every single day. Like I said last week, I'm reminding myself of these lessons over and over and over again. Do this in the gym all the time. (laughs) Failing sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Failing certainly hurts, but when you understand that failing is purposeful, that failing is actually a huge flex because it means you're doing something new. It means you're driving, trying for better. 
Like everything changes and you learn that very, very quickly in a weight room. You don't learn that in your garage with one set of dumbbells or two sets of dumbbells. You do not learn that on a fucking Peloton. You do not learn that when you are not pushing yourself and making yourself purposely uncomfortable. Do that. It'll change your life in the absolute most amazing ways. Going along with that and tying this episode up, self-sabotage. Self-sabotaging does not mean that you are a failure. Self-sabotage means that you are doing what is comfortable and what is known and what you can control. So release the shame you are feeling around that. You are not self-sabotaging because you're a loser. You are self-sabotaging because your subconscious knows exactly what to expect when you do that. And doing something new means that you are doing something that could create a reaction that is beyond your control right? This is something that, God, I wish somebody told me when I was deep in my binge eating and in my bulimia. And that is the fact that what I was doing when I was binging and purging was I was controlling the outcome. I was dealing with my emotions and my feelings in the only way that I knew how at the time because I knew what to expect. What I didn't know was what would come up if I sat with them right? If I felt my feelings in those situations, if I said to myself, what is coming up here? What is being triggered here? You know, that's another lesson. Our triggers, they are not our fault, but holy fuck are they our responsibility. And I I say that with so much love because holy shit, do I know how painful it can be to look at them. And that's what I was doing when I was self-sabotaging. I was really controlling. I was going to what was comfortable and what was known. Because I was scared of doing something differently and failing. So again, failure is the flex. It means you are trying. It means you're trying. And so remind yourself the next time you catch yourself repeating a pattern that you do not want to be repeating, that you know is below you and that you know is holding you back from your potential, doing something new there means that you are releasing control of the outcome. And that's a good thing. Because while The unknown is scary. The unknown is also the place where all the amazing, infinite, wonderful, affirming, potential creating possibilities exist. And we're never going to know what's there unless we go to them. And so while doing the opposite may be scary, which is really fucked up when you think about it. But again, I get it. I lived it. Like it is wild to think that there was a version of me, a past version of me who was more comfortable just eating and eating and eating and and throwing it up than she was just saying, okay, what's going on here? What, what, What is going on here? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Like doing that now, it's like, well, duh, it's a no brainer. But I didn't know that back then. So whatever you're doing right now, remind yourself of that. You're doing what you can control. You are doing what you know, but you owe it to yourself to do better and you are the only person who can give yourself the opportunity to do better. And if you need help, again, please reach out because I know, God, do I know what that feels like and I know how bad it sucks, but I'm telling you, different is available to you. Different is absolutely available to you and more importantly, you are capable of doing differently. I'm going to tie this episode up here. If you have not, please take a minute to rate and review this podcast. It would mean the world to me and it is absolutely the reason I keep showing back up every single week. Next week, we are going to talk about self-questioning. 
things that you can ask yourself on a monthly basis that will help you figure out who you are and who you want to be. So I hope you'll join me for that. And you know where to find me. If you have any questions, you need any help, you want to discuss anything further, reach out. I would love to connect. I hope you have the most delicious day.